out. Get ready for the nerd out. Better put specs on. Better break necks on. I caught handsome checks for my expansion sets. They call me Obi. What's going on, comic fam? It's your boy, the bearded comic bro, and it is time again for another episode of Craft and Comics. And of course, as always, I am joined by my friend. You know him. You love him. Give it up for my boy, Boof. Hey, everyone. Good to see you. I am Boof here with the Bearded Comic Bro, but we're not alone. We are not alone. We, for the first time ever on Craft and Comics, have our very own special guest. So welcome to the show, Mr. Austin Heck. Yay. So Austin, Thanks, guys. why don't you tell the comic fam who, uh, they, they know me, they know Boof a little bit from watching our show. Tell them a little bit about yourself. Let them know who you are. Yeah, man, I go by uh, GA Comic Book Guy on Instagram. Um, been a collecting for, I call it adult collecting, um, for about five years now or so. That sounds um, so serious. Yeah, right? That's when you get really hardcore into it. Like, man, I've got some money and I can actually get some books. <laughs> <laughs> um, been doing that for a little while. Been on Instagram for about uh, three and a half, four years now. Um, kind of getting to know people off there and everything and uh, love Marvel um, and everything Marvel has to offer. I'm a Marvel fanboy. <laughs> but as of late, you have maybe veered off He's your dipping. path and maybe... Sunk your toes in the other pool. He's dipping his toes in the DC pool a little bit. I have. I've been reading some Green Lantern lately, um, especially in the DC pool there and, and getting into that. And I really like the sci-fi action and going on with that and the storytelling there. So um, there's definitely some good stuff out there if you find the right uh, love in another genre, I guess. That's right. Yeah, but you make it sound so casual. You're starting to read Green Lantern. Then you go pick up a copy of Showcase with the first appearance of Hal Jordan. Just, just casually getting into the hobby. I don't, I don't want to get too into it, guys. But I just have a first appearance. What you know, no big deal. <laughs> I mean, you know, I might have uh, fell in love with a character there and uh, decided awesome. to jump on that train. <laughs> that is awesome. So I am, I am surrounded by Marvel uh, fanboys here. So I'll try and keep the D DC train rolling strong on this. Um, however, so we all have kind of gotten to know each other from the Comic Collective. Um, and Austin, you're on the show today. So tell us about the Comic Collective a little bit for those that might not know. Yeah, um, it's a comic-centric club uh, that was founded in 2018 uh, by myself and a couple other guys um, that got together and, and from the IG comic community and was like, hey, you know what, let's go ahead and let's start up a club here. Um, at the time, there was only one other club that was out there. Um, and we thought, you know, it'd kind of be cool to, to have something else out there, too, for people um, that maybe weren't interested in that type of club or something like that we decided to go ahead and make it um, a comic centric club, but not just with comics. Um, we put it out there that we were looking for people who were into comic art. Uh, maybe they were a Funko collector, an action figure collector, statue collector, that kind of thing. And the response has just been uh, overwhelming. Um, but every six months we 
kind of allow people to put in applications to come over and, and, and try to see if this is something that they want to do and everything. Um, and uh, it's great. I mean, we bond together. Um, you guys know we got like a little club chat. We all talk about things. We help each other find books. Um, so it's really kind of cool how it's kind of grown and taken off. Um, and we've had so many people that come over and, and are interested in joining in or, um, or talking about the club and that kind of stuff. Uh, just a diverse group of people, tons of interests. We even saw some stuff today in the chat. Not everyone agrees on everything, but they respect each other's opinions. Yeah, even though some of you guys have wrong opinions about DC movies and stuff, but that's <laughs> another craft in comics for another day. Um, so we've talked a little bit about who we are. We've introduced you guys. If you're still sticking with us, you're probably sitting here going, get to the beer. So let's talk <laughs> Our craft beers and since we're talking Mar we're not Marvel team but we're talking all team-ups we're talking some of our favorite team-ups in comics we thought what could be some cool team-ups that we might be able to find with beer so you know what Boof why don't you start us off let's oh, tell please. us what I'm you're thirsty thank you drinking <laughs> all right so I'm I'm starting out with a really great collab well, I don't know it's really great because I haven't tried it yet, but I'm really excited to. This is from Collective Arts. Uh, you may know them from Canada, one of the most popular Canadian breweries. Mm -hmm. Their can art is the bomb. They have rotating can art no matter what the beer is. You could be you know, searching out your old favorite, and it's going to look different on the label. So that's pretty awesome. They teamed up with Dancing Gnome, an awesome name, and they busted out trading tales this is a strata and citra dry hop lager so it's got you know i'm expecting that night nice kind of crisp you know real cold maybe slightly dry lager with a, a nice hot punch to it so let's see and looks it's like i'm getting good. that big lager head on it and you know kind of like i'm i'm looking through you know, a Budweiser, a Miller Lite, you know, similar in, in color, you know, a real, you know, kind of pale, slightly amber. And you, you definitely get that, that maltiness with the smell, you know, what you expect from a lager, but there's a little bit of a hop bite. Let's, uh, let's see what's going on. No doubt about it. I'm drinking a lager, but they've, hop the heck out of this so it's there i'm not drinking a pale ale i don't think i'm drinking an ipa it, it, make no mistake about that this is a hop lager and it's a fantastic blend of styles it's super refreshing i rarely if ever drink lagers unless someone's tossing me like a cold budweiser and slow-mo at a pool party uh this really meets my needs for all the hard work i've been doing out in the yard today this is excellent and a fantastic team up well as you enjoy that ga why don't you tell us what you got to the table today so tonight i brought uh the ga of course uh, my ig name stands for georgia because i'm down here in the uh the hotlanta area um i've got a monday night brewing um, this is one of my favorite local breweries everything i've tried of theirs amazing love it drink him. Probably my favorite local brewery, hands down. Um, what I brought tonight was a Dr. Robot. Ooh, cool name. 
Yeah, they always have really cool names with theirs, um, like Han Brolo and uh, I'm on a Boat and stuff like that. So this is a Blackberry Lemon Sour. Ooh. We're speaking my language. Yeah. Um, I had actually tried this a couple of nights ago, and I was like, this is the one. I got to bring this on the show. I got to let everybody know about it. Yes. Unfortunately, I can't do the pour tonight because my kitchen's under remodel and all everything's packed away. <laughs> You know what? You're going to drink it, though. <laughs> but I will. I will uh, go ahead and sample it for everybody. Um, and I'll do the uh, the southern thing, I guess, and just drink it right out of the can. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, if you've watched Crafting Comics, you know I am a sour fan indeed. So I am jealous of that. It is really good. Um, you get that blackberry. You get that lemon taste. And honestly it tastes like just like a light beer and somebody took some delicious lemonade and just mixed it together awesome that's that sounds you sold me on that's the fantastic. name you sold me on the can and then you just sold me on what you described i'm like i want that in my mouth now like that sounds amazing yeah so, i want an ice cold one of those on a hot sunny day yes. right after i finish up the yard work yeah it's perfect for that after the lawn mowing kind of beer, drink, sit back, cool, relax, man, job well done. <laughs> awesome. So I guess I'm the last one to go. Um, I'm, I dug deep into the fridge today um, and I found one that I know is old. It's a year old. So I'm playing a little, I'm playing a little gamble here because will it keep, well, not, I don't know. And you want to know how I know it's a year old because it is a pumpkin pie beer. Oh. And so I'm doing the greatest team up. So we've got Braxton Brewery, which is a brewery in Cincinnati, Ohio. And they teamed up with Graders, which is a popular ice cream company in Ohio, also from Cincinnati. And they have done a couple different series of the uh, small batch, the handcrafted batch of the breweries team up to make a beer uh, with the ice cream company. So um, this is an ale that's, you know, you're flavored with your pumpkins, your pumpkin spices, the sugar, all this tough stuff that you get in, um, you know, in your pumpkin, your Oktoberfest beers. And I thought, you know what? It's a great team up. It'll be on the, it'll be on the shelves here in the fall. So people can get hyped for it if they, they like it. Um, I don't know the last time I ever had a pumpkin beer in June, <laughs> but you know, we'll see and we'll see if it keeps. So that's what I'm excited for. Um, but it's like one of your mystery unboxings, you don't know what you're going to get. You know what? <laughs> you know what? If it still tastes the way that I know it should taste, I'm going to hit you with something that you, if you've watched my unboxings, you'll oh. know, Ooh, it smells delicious still. You can see that it's dark. That's Chris. I'm going right over the computer, so that's a risky Roger move right there. But are we gonna hear it? That's what I'm waiting on. Ooh, we let's go. There it is. Yeah, still is good. It still All tastes right. like it still tastes like you're drinking a slice of pumpkin pie. So if that's your thing, if I know some people don't like pumpkin, I love a good fall Oktoberfest beer. So yeah. It's good. So we've talked, and to our guests, we've talked about our beers. We've kind of hinted on our topic a little bit. So without further ado, let's talk 
comics. I can feel your anger. It gives you focus. All right, gang. So we are now getting ready to talk about some comics. And Boof, you came up with a great topic for comics. So why don't you tell us what you decided you wanted to talk about tonight? Well, I'm, I'm always thinking, how can we work the comics and beer together? You know, it's nice to have a theme. We're talking brewery collaborations and, you know, flavor team-ups. Well, why not the best team-ups in comics? Or at least some of our favorites. I mean, there's, there's a wide scope. People are going to be all over the map on this. You know, we even had a ton of stuff that we're not even talking about today. But, I mean, comics, team-ups in comics, you're going to see them all the time. I don't care what book you're reading. You know, a small press indie book, you know, one of the big two, there's always team-ups. Heroes, villains, heroes and villains. It makes for a good comic book. And since we're talking team-ups, we said we got to bring in our boy G.A. Uh, to talk and be our first team-up on the show. So, Boop, uh, what's our first uh, team-up we're talking about today? Well, you were so kindly making me aware that I'm solely a Marvel guy. So I did this strictly for you because it's one of my favorite Spider-Man books. It's, you know, kind of thrown back to our first episode of One Shots. It mm -hmm. is Spider-Man, Batman, J.M. DeMattis, Mark Bagley. This is as 90s as it gets. They're teaming up against the Joker and Carnage. You know, there's Arkham Asylum. It's uh, kind of a rehash of their origin stories, but mm -hmm. how they kind of parallel with each other. You know, there's a gunman in Batman's. There's a gunman with Uncle Ben's. And there's these dream sequences kind of mirroring each other. Right. They, they start off right off with the dream sequences. Absolutely. And they do that kind of switcheroo right at the end of each dream where it's like, oh, Batman's dreaming and it's Carnage. And, and, Correct. And Spider-Man's dreaming and it's Joker at the end. So, yeah. You've got the dream sequence, and I mean, you've got Batman. It's, it's awesome. Batman. It's Batman and Spider-Man. You know, we you even said this before, and you know, we we differ in opinion on this. You know, Batman's Rogues Gallery is second to none, but Spider-Man is a close second. I'll I'll kindly disagree and put Spidey first, or maybe even tied with Batman. They're both exceptional. Their villains are the best. You're talking two of the best, the Joker and Carnage two psychotic villains who actually work very, very well with each other. I mean, Carnage wants to help Joker, so he's just full-on psycho, so he just throws his symbiote up Joker's nose, and he, like, breaks the implant chip that Arkham put in there, and then so the Joker can go full-on nuts. And did I forget to mention, it's drawn by Mark Bagley. <laughs> you One love your Mark Bagley. Easily. <laughs> I don't think you brought a book to the table on Craft and Comics, and, it, and Mark Bagley hasn't been involved in one episode yet. I'm going to make it consistent. He is one of the greatest Spider-Man artists ever. I'm fortunate to have met him. I got some cool signed swag. Uh, it's just, it, it made a mark on me for comics because that's when I started collecting. It was the end of Eric Larson's run. Boom, Mark Bagley jumps on Amazing, and that's what hooked me into comics. And this... This book is just exceptional. Uh, you know, I, I just got to, you know, I'll find a splash page or not even. Look at the interior art. Spider-Man just punching carnage. That's just, that's beautiful. That's awesome. And a symbiote shouldn't, like, his face shouldn't break like that. But Bagley was able to do it, and it's awesome. This is a fantastic one shot. It's actually, 
it commands a higher price than I expected it to on eBay. Cause you know, I guess it's one of those, you know, gambles is it going to work. And you know, it sure as heck did pick yourself up a copy. Maybe you'll find it in the dollar bin somewhere, grab it at a show. It's easily worth the $5 cover price. Absolutely. For any Batman or Spider-Man fan, add this book to your collection. It's awesome. Yeah, I've no, never a, read that. I mean, you just sold me on it big time. Um, of course, Georgia. Um, Mark Bagley's kind of local around here and fantastic guy. I've had the opportunity to meet him a couple times, like you said you have, and great artist. Um, and like you said, that's probably the two greatest rogue galleries in all of comics. I mean, and probably the two most iconic characters from each brand when you really think about it with Batman and Spider-Man. So I'm definitely going to be looking for that after that one. That's, that's just sounds like maybe the greatest team up of all time. It's, it's fun. It's a it's, lot of fun. It holds no stakes. There's, there's no relevance in the continuing history of either character, but it's awesome. It's rereadable and it's absolutely worth your time and money. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're a fan of either of those, it's one to check out for sure. And, uh, Correct. You don't. You you could be solely a fan of Batman or Spider Man. You'll still find something to like about it because of the quality of the story and art. Right. So good. Well, to keep this train rolling, because we can talk about uh, Spider Man and Batman forever, and Move can talk about Bagley for for literally ever. So uh, to just keep this going. So I'll put a little note in the description if you want to just skip past Booth's love affair with Bagley you can just hop on to this part of the show or to the like 20 minute mark and that's right you I'll, put a little, I'll put a little clips in there so people know where to jump on so um but if you're here for Bagley there you go and that's no not because I love him too but um well so why don't we then because Booth you kind of talked to one that you and I've read a little bit GA you haven't gotten to read but you're like I'm in now so let's talk about a team up that we have both read that we're oh, both excited about this. and this is fresh this is new as in like this team up just ended and so we're talking about the greatest saturday morning cereal bowl team up you could ever imagine we're talking teenage mutant ninja turtles and mighty Morphin power rangers so ga just tell me what do you like about this series what drew you into this team up Man, this is a 90s growing up era kids dream right here. Um, when I first heard about this thing going down, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get this on the pool list. I'm going to give it a shot. You read issue one, you're like, dear Lord, just give it to me every week. I don't, I don't want to wait a month for this. Like every week this needs to come out. I mean, you literally have the Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles just going at it. It's amazing. Yeah, and it's and what's great is I feel like these team ups sometimes their storylines can be a little like like uh, hard to hard to buy into a little bit. But I thought it was really good. They start out and you know no real spoilers because it's first issue. So they start out with basically Tommy is a part of the Foot Clan, and which you're like what? Okay, um, and obviously you can stuff happens that you might go oh, okay that makes sense going forward. But we briefly talked before hopping on the show here and <laughs> think about like, if there's not a toy line that comes out because of this comic, they have dropped the ball. I don't know who has the rights to turtles and power Rangers right now, but if they don't, if the same company doesn't, they better do their own team up. 
and drop these toys because I will buy every single stinking one. And I know you will, GA. But there are, and I'm going to just spoil it. So if you don't want to know anything about the series, just turn off now um, for the six people that are watching anyways. And <laughs> your <but, must. laughs> when they get to the end and the turtles get a hold of the morphers and that's how they leave you at one of the issues, I'm like, by golly, if they don't have the turtles turn into Power Rangers by the next episode, I'm going to be so mad. And you done? No. And it was amazing. <laughs> Boof, I'm going to talk all in the day about this, so you might as well just deal with it. Um, I'm done, yeah. So the Power Rangers get the Morphers and turn into Power Rangers. Amazing. Like, and then just think about the crossovers between, oh, it's, it's everything the child in me wanted. <laughs> I would buy those. We could, again, we could talk about these uh, sugar-filled cereal kid delights of mine forever. <laughs> but let's just keep this fun train rolling. So we've talked Spider-Man, Batman team up. We've talked Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers team up. Boo, hit us with our next team up. Team up. You want some more 90s indulgent that's not a crossover, but pure fan service? How about the Rons? Ron Mars, Ron Lim, Silver Surfer, The Herald Ordeal. A six-part story uniting all the former Heralds of Galactus, or those we knew about at the time, teaming up against his newest Herald. Morg the Executioner, who's got a really bad all-over-body rash, not unlike Deadpool's. It's just, it's a, it's a tough look. And he's got this receding hairline, and it's all white, but he's, he, he looks pretty savage. He's got this crazy axe. Like, he likes to destroy. He's seeking places for Galactus to ravage that are full of people because they're full of people. And then it takes... Silver Surfer, Fire Lord, a resurrected Airwalker, recharged with the power cosmic, Nova, not, not Richard Ryder Nova, but Frankie Rayner Nova, the former Herald of Galactus, and Terax, the terrible, the tamer, the, the titillating, you know, he's gone by so many adjectives. And it takes them all to go up against Morg. And you know with Terax and that crazy axe of his, Obviously, a crazy throwdown with Morg. I mean, it's pure spectacle. It's it, 90s goodness with Ron Lim and the Silver Surfer and all the accompanying characters, and it's amazing. Finding your dollar bins, I'm confident you can. It's absolutely worth your time because it's just fun. It's nothing of substance. It's just awesome, and that's all it needs to be. I think this next team up is something that we've all uh, – been familiar with uh to some degree even if you're not a fan in the dc books you know the green lantern green arrow team up and that is some goodness so ga this was actually one that you kind of threw on the table a little bit um why why did it draw you because i know you are a marvel guy at heart so why this amazing dc team up 
Man, uh, well, I was trying to fan service you a little bit and get some DC action. I love it. You guys just like, we're just trying to please you, so you bring us on your show. And I'm okay with that. That's why I'm, that's what I'm here for. So, <laughs> But, um, I mean, it, it's one of those things that when you really truly go back and you look at DC history um, or just comic book history in general, I mean, I already said earlier, I kind of love the Green Lantern. Um, Really, the character is awesome. I like the intergalactic uh, adventures and quests going on there um, and just the planetary stuff, the sci-fi action, that kind of thing. Um, Arrow, uh, the, the DC TV show, of course, I watched that since day one when that came out. It got me in the Green Arrow a little bit. I kind of started flipping through, you know, reading a little bit of New 52, the rebirth kind of stuff and everything. Got a little bit more intrigued when I started getting back into the DC, uh, collecting a little bit and everything. And when you truly go back and you look at that, I just think it's an exceptional series um, when you literally are getting uh, two opposite really things going on. You have that kind of gritty street hero and you've got this intergalactic guy and somehow they become kind of best friends. Well, and that's that's what I think is the beauty of it um, is they literally, I feel like, I feel like the editors were like, Ah, Green Arrow, Green Lantern. You both have green in your name. Let's team up. Like, I feel like that probably was how it originally started. Um, and then, I don't know if you guys have read the book Slugfest, um, where they kind of talk about the DC Marvel from the get-go of just, it's a really great book if you're a comic fan. Um, and I actually think uh, the Russo brothers are going to do a miniseries off of it, uh, talking about, uh, and it really just dictates, like, talks about DC from this get-go of their publishing to the Marvel and then kind of their battle back and forth throughout the decades. Um, it is a comic book fan's dream. Uh, highly recommend checking out Slugfest. But they even talk about this this team up because I think at that time of era in the, it was uh, what, early 70s, I think 70, 1970 is when it first came out. Yep. DC was kind of getting into that. They were getting to know that their characters didn't, deal with real life topics and real life subject that much and that's kind of what stanley brought with marvel and took with it and i think uh dc kind of had this idea and they gave it to denny o'neill and neil adams who ran with it and took on some you know big topics that were very relevant uh you know socially back then that if you're picking up though an issue right now it's still super relevant almost 50 years later, which is insane to me um, because of all the topics that they're talking about. Um, and it's, they both have their different standpoints of, you know, Green Arrow, where he's coming from and Green Lantern, where they're coming from. And I think it's just a beautiful mesh um, of the two coming together. No, I agree with you. I mean, um, when you look at that run and you truly see, I think it was issue 75 through like 120 something. Um, so you almost got like 50 issues out of it. Um, we get John Stewart. Um, he's created and becomes a Green Lantern that takes on some social justice uh, issues that, like you said, is still going on today. Um, you get the drug issues where Green Arrow discovers Speedy's a drug addict um, right that's on the cover. Like that's a key people are nuts for. Like that's that's how big of an impact that had. Well, and, you know, and I think what's so, I don't know if you guys have actually gotten a chance to read that issue if you haven't check it out on dc um universe or something or comiXology because it's there and it's really good but like i think what it even deals with it deals with the drug issue but it deals with like i feel like people who are struggling with issues that 
they go to someone who goes for help and like speedy kind of even towards the end of the issues like so say i have this friend who you know his mentor kind of has left and has kind of left him alone for the last couple months and he goes to the junk as they call it to get his fix you know to find you know that support and stuff and green arrow just kind of brushes them off like oh i've heard every sob story there is and then like three pages later you that's the iconic scene of where you see speedy shooting up and speedy's like looks at him like he's an idiot that green is like who did you think i was talking about like and i think that's the reality of just it's a beautifully done um neil adams and denny o'neill um talking about just real life issues that i think still are very strongly whether it's drugs or race relationships or anything um you know even the poverty standpoints of you know the slumlords and apartment like i mean there's so much of that stuff that i think is still relevant um and I think it's just a beautifully for something that I feel like DC probably didn't mean to create. And by like, yeah, Green Arrow, Green Lantern, sure. And then Neil Adams and Denny O'Neill just ran with it. And I thought it was fantastic. But, um, so there's no easy way to transition from an iconic team up like this with just, you know, the topics that it talks about to then our final team up that we're going to discuss and you know what gee i don't want to put you on the spot but i'm going to put you on the spot again because i wanted to be just i wanted to be on record that you brought this to the table like mm -hmm. yeah we're all ready to talk about it we're all there but i just want people to know in the comic youtube verse that this was on you <laughs> it's not the blame game it's it's really it's it's to credit you no it's i'm blaming you <laughs> I feel so bad I'm about to uncork this last issue on people after we just reviewed uh, probably the greatest Bronze Age uh, DC run ever. And we're going to talk about this next book and people are going to be like, that's seriously the top book he picked. <laughs> and well, it's no order, but that's just how we do it. We want to bring people in from all walks of comic life here. This last team up is the greatest thing that was ever created in the history of comics. Um, it is Marvel Team Up 137, which Greg actually has right over his shoulder there, perched upon that shelf. Um, the most ridiculous book that has ever been made. Um, and I stumbled across this book back when I used to help uh, my uh, former local comic book store before it closed down. I helped sort their back issues from time to time. And as I'm going through it, I'm like, what, what is this? And I decide to open it up and take a look at it. And I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. But it totally works. <laughs> awesome. It's, it's because it's, it, it does not take itself seriously. That's why it works. Because it's a big joke. But it's a well-constructed joke. So for, for people that don't know Marvel Team Up 137, and you didn't get a chance to see it, this is the goodness that he's talking about right here. We've got Aunt May and Franklin Richards teaming up with Galactus. Um, and you know what? I, just so it's, since I have it out right now, just, GA, talk about what's, what's that in my boy Franklin's hand right there? This issue can simply be drawn up into, and I don't know the history behind it, if uh, Hostess ended up getting a take out of this or anything, but... This thing is a gigantic nothing more than ad for Twinkies. 
that's that's what you can describe it as. It is the greatest Twinkie issue of all time. <laughs> are yeah. are there any other comics in that category? This may take the cake. Like, so you guys are big Marvel guys. So Galactus, right? Like Eater of Worlds. Mm-hmm. And in this issue, they're like, he's hungry. So Franklin Richards is like, hey, Galactus, I know you like worlds, but I got something better for you. I got a Twinkie. And he literally is like, this is, I don't feel, and then he's like, this is the greatest thing ever. And then like Aunt May, who is all Nova out by (laughs) as a herald, right? Like, because of course she's going to be, a Herald of Galactus. And she was not in the Herald ordeal of, you know, why, I don't know. Greatest, uh, I don't know either. Um, but they're basically, they're at a circus just chilling and Galactus. Anyways, she then spends the entire rest of the issue going around and getting Twinkies for Galactus. Like, that's the storyline through and through. <laughs> it is. It's, and she becomes golden oldie. Uh, I believe yes. is her name. Yep. She's the Herald for Galactus. Like you said, this would have been the greatest thing ever in your Herald's ordeal if they yeah, had absolutely. just her in the background, just chilling, flying by or something. I probably, I don't know, maybe she is. Maybe she's hidden and you didn't When's see her. When's the last time you've read the Herald? Of- it's, it's, been, it's been a long time. I, I have to, maybe, maybe Ron Lim snuck her in somewhere. Man, comic fam, if, if you know that and – it is let us know in the comments because that'd be fantastic and what's surprising so i had never so austin you dropped this issue and you're like hey let's do this i'm like okay and surprisingly i owned it i was i was like i was like that actually sounds oddly familiar like in an aunt may book like i don't know why and i don't remember if i just picked it up in the dollar bin because i'm like what is this absurdity but i read it today i think for the not i don't think i know for the first time and I was looking, they dropped the ball. There's no hostess ads in there at all. There's nothing. I mean, the, but I guess when your entire comic's a hostess ad, so. <laughs> now, what it's missing is a cameo by Winston from the Ghostbusters telling Galactus, tell him about the Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been A-plus work. Or to have a team up you know, doing amalgam series and have Martian Manhunter and his Oreos come into the equation and what's a better tasty treat. Uh, I feel like that's a comic book (laughs) crafting comics someday. Uh, The top food in comics. Um, Yeah. So man, this has been a fun episode. I GA absolutely so much for hopping on. Um, Hopefully you will be down to join us again. I know this was a blast. Um, it's good to have someone, um, to help counterbalances boost love with Bagley a little bit. So it, it works. <laughs> I'm um, just happy I didn't take ASM, uh, 361 through 363 of, uh, team ups. That was, that was on the list. It was. It was. <laughs> and so comic fam, let us know in the comments, what are some of your favorite team ups? Cause like we said, we had a huge list cause you could go on, you don't do comic books and don't do team ups. I mean, that's what sells. So what are some of your favorite team-ups um, that we didn't talk about? Uh, what are some that you're excited that maybe we talked about that you're going to check out for the first time? Because um, I know a lot of you probably are checking out that Aunt May issue now. So 
Uh, watch out, it's going to pop up on uh, Comic Tom's top 10 hot radar now. Yeah, because we just, just like spiked the price of them all. The eBay sales on this Marvel team of Marvel Aunt May Galactus is just skyrocketing. I don't know. Like why. all of a sudden it's on Key Collector. <laughs> That's right. So, um, but thank you all for joining in. Um, this was a fun episode, as always, of Craft and Comics. I hope you all can take some time to curl up, grab a book, and nerd out. Peace. Cheers.